All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the Manufacturers Network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here is Lisa. Hey, I'm Lisa Ryan, and welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. I'm excited to bring you my guest today, Scott McKenzie, the host of the Industrial Talk podcast and one of my very favorite people on the planet, and he will soon be one of yours as well. Scott, welcome to the show. (laughs) Well, absolute honor, Lisa, to be a part of this particular podcast. I love it. I love what you're doing. I love what you're standing for. I love your purpose and your passion, and everything's associated with it. You are adding value to a lot of people right now. I love it. Well, great. And we actually got together because I was on your podcast, which yeah. I know you've been doing for a number of years. Yeah. But I want, I'd like for you to just kind of share your journey, you know, what, yep. where you were in your career and what got you to what mm-hmm. you're doing today. Yeah, I, I have a strong or many years of industry background. I, um, I was with Price Waterhouse, did a lot of work there. And then I also then went into uh, a, a terminal company, took it public, retired. And then I started my own maintenance company. And uh, I, I spent a lot of money on, on print from a, from a marketing perspective, an attention perspective, got nothing out of it. And I was just coming back from um, a client and I was listening to a podcast and I, for whatever reason, I decided I can do that. And all I wanted to do was just be able to open up dialogue with companies that I could never get in through the door. And so nobody wants to talk about industrial maintenance, but if they have something going on, I'd always say, Hey, get on the podcast. I think the, the, the listeners would love to hear about what's going on in your company. And, and for the most part, people would say yes. And that's how the door was open. And it turned out to be just an absolutely incredible journey. And uh, podcasting has just been a wonderful God, experience because I get to meet people like you and others around the world just yeah. because of this. It's, it's cool. That's, that's it. That's, yeah. And we actually right met there. on the, we actually met on the podcast, of course. So we didn't meet live until a couple months ago when you got to come to my lovely city of Cleveland to show us off and work with the, uh, you know, the, the, some of the manufacturing leaders in Cleveland. So just, you know, props to you, number one, for showcasing one of the best cities in the world. <laughs> best Cleveland rocks, secrets. baby. Cleveland rocks, <laughs> uh, without a doubt. And, and boy, that manufacturing base in that whole area, Northeast Ohio, Team Neo, uh, Manufacturing Works, uh, I want to say uh, there's another. Magnet. M- Magnet. Magnet of yeah. Ohio. Incredible passion for that area to be successful, especially where we're going in this COVID. I, I, I don't have an answer. I don't have a crystal ball on that. Yeah. However, uh, you guys have got tremendous skills in that area, manufacturing skills, good stuff. So what are some of the things that you're seeing right now that have just been some highlights, some of the things that manufacturers are doing really well as far as keeping up with the times and moving forward into the next year and into the next decade? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question because nobody in their business continuity plan had uh, uh, global pandemic. And, and so from a manufacturing perspective, what I saw that was really positive versus some of the challenges, which we all know the challenges, was how nimble manufacturers can be. They had to keep the lights on, right? They had to survive. They, and, and now I hopefully they're at a point where they can begin to rebuild and, and then begin to prosper in whatever this next normal is. But what I really saw was uh, these leaders, these uh, manufacturing leaders, uh, 
uh, figure out how to survive. Because when you start looking at their business, it wasn't just where's the business, because that definitely got hammered. But two is my um, supply chain. Where do I where do I source my feedstock? Mm-hmm. What do I how? It's it's been decimated. I was I was in Asia and I was putting it in bolts, and now that that's all messed up. How do I, you know, reshore, nearshore, onshore? What what are my strategies around that? And then once again, what does the market look like? How do I manufacture to those the the demands of the market? It was just absolutely all new, and it it just demonstrated a tremendous amount of leadership on the part of uh, manufacturers. Yeah, Huge. and just and I just loved it. Well, and just being able to see manufacturers that, you know, one day they're brewing beer and the next day they're making hand sanitizer or one day they're making clothing and the next day they're making masks. So not only to be able to turn on a dime like that, but also to let their employees know that, hey, you're contributing to something. You know, you you are part of the solution in this pandemic that we're all facing because, you know. I know for lots of people, not only in in my industry, but lots of other people I talk to, I mean, beginning of 2020, this is going to be the best year ever. You know, everything was going so well. And then March came and the the bottom fell out. So it's been definitely an interesting uh, year. I I think uh, one of the the positives, and I'm always going to try to gravitate to the positive, is that uh, I think pre-pandemic, we were lazy. We were just sort of, you know just going through the motion and the economy, all of that stuff. During the pandemic, uh, I think that there were meaningful conversations, the realization that people, and it's a people conversation. And so many of these manufacturers sat down with their team and said, hey, I, I need your help. And there was a level of vulnerability that exists. You, you didn't have the answers. You, right. There's no way because you've never been through it and you needed that ability to collaborate, not just internally, which is a good thing where you're creating that dialogue and you're valuable and you're valuable and you're valuable, but also externally and saying, I, I don't have the answers either. So I need to collaborate with other, other individuals outside. And there was this, this, this need to help everybody try to survive. And that was a beautiful thing. And I hope, I hope going forward that that is not lost and that we continue to collaborate in a way that uh, helps everybody, everybody succeed. Well, also, it really helped us speed up technology because when we look at, you know, who runs a lot of the manufacturing companies, it's like, we've been doing it this way for 40 years, man. We don't need those apps and we don't need that video and we're not going to do the Zoom thing, whatever that is. And it's like (laughs) you were forced into it. So from a technology standpoint, it seems that we just blasted five or 10 years into the future further than if we had just stayed put. And that level of communicating, especially with your millennial and Gen, and, yeah. uh, Gen Z employees who are used to communicating this way, it's like now we, we just really expanded our options as far as doing that, which is super cool. So this is an interesting point that you bring up, Lisa. One, uh, there's that g- digital transformation. And pre, pre-virus, there were companies saying, I hear it. I hear this industry 4.0. I hear IoT, I IoT, Edge, Cloud, JIT. Uh, all of the things that are associated with industry 4.0 and they put it on their plan two to five years, whatever, we're going to, we're going to start to deploy it. Right. Then there were companies that said, Hey, this is important to us. And so we're going to begin to deploy our digital transformation strategy, whatever that might look like the ones that did it right. 
beforehand are in a better position today than the ones that right. just sort of planned it out. That's one. The other challenge that exists because of the co- uh, because of the pandemic, because of the challenges, and the focus on digital transformation is the education gap that exists now. So what used to be something that, hey, we're planning, we're going to have a grand time, and we're going to learn a little bit this and a little edge of this, and, and really just sort of meander on into digital transformation. Now we realize that there is a necessity, and, and any of your young listeners out there, anything that deals with IoT, digital transformation, AI, edge, robots, get into it. Because now there's this major gap and the speed of technology is demanding that there's, there's an educated workforce that can respond to that. Because you're not going to go down the world of digital transformation if you don't have the, the resources, the people, the human element uh, in, in doing that. It's just you're not. So that education component's massive, especially now, massive. Well, and that also helps us to change the conversation because for a lot of parents, a lot of guidance school counselors, they're thinking of of manufacturing the way it was back in the day when it was loud and dirty and greasy and grimy and the technology that's taken over. I mean, you walk into some of these plants and it's, you know, they're clean, they're bright, it's exciting. You're seeing all these robots and just cool stuff around. Yeah. a lot of people don't know that. So it's just really, how are you getting the word out? How are you showing off what you're doing? How are you attracting people to your industry who may have never considered manufacturing as even in their mind for a career? Isn't that an interesting challenge? Because that that is more of a marketing and a, a uh, an attention type of strategy outside of the fact that you got to educate that's that's sophisticated stuff it's cool stuff and if you're in the game if you're doing it and if that's your profession you're riding away because technology is so fast moving right and so version one is yesterday's news now we're in version two i'm already hearing about 6g and it's just it's just so fast but if you're in the game you're in it you get to hear it you get to and your learning curve is not as steep get in the game and then secondly you're right. You know, there's this uh, preconceived notion that manufacturing's dirty, filthy, whatever. No, it's a sophisticated profession that is only getting more demanding when it comes to technology, sophistication, data analytics, because there's, there's gold in that. There's gold in that uh, skill set, big time. Yeah. And I think that COVID has also helped us to look at business and look at production differently, even. Now, my husband just went back to work after being furloughed for eight months, and they are actually basing their production on who shows up that day because they don't know if one of their workers have been exposed to COVID. They don't know if they have to be in quarantine because a family member. So a year ago, you would have never thought, no, this is the production schedule. This is what they're running. But like you said, to have that flexibility of being able to turn and say, okay, well, instead of making a hundred units today, maybe we can only make 75 because that's who we have, but being okay with that because nobody knows what, what the, you know, where we're going and, and how these things are, when we're going to get back to whatever that next normal is yeah and you see and you bring up another good point it's um it, when we first started the conversation one of the things that i was very fascinated with is the ability for manufacturers to be nimble because my 
understanding prior to the um, prior to the pandemic is that manufacturers they just they're into doing things and and honing that process over and over and over again. That's what they do, right? And now you throw in a pandemic, you throw in that, and then all of a sudden they realize they need to be nimble. Here's the benefit. Absolutely. They're able to say, okay, been there, been the pain. This is how we've adjusted. It only benefits them going forward. Now we've had 100 people in today. Tomorrow we have 75. This is what we can do. And we're still, we're still staying alive and moving forward and churning the wheels. And that's a, that's a great thing. And, and going forward, you know, people talk about the ability to be able to, I mean, we take a lot of things for granted that we just, we just do. Like, you know, the, the manufacturing product. I, I, I about died when I went to the store and there was nothing on the shelves like toilet paper. And then I realized the importance of manufacturing. I realized the importance of um, the supply chain. I always knew it was, but right. I'm living it and everybody else is living it. But what's great about it is that there's this cafeteria type of mindset. If I can modify my manufacturing process to manipulate it and and satisfy my customer even better. Instead of a red car, I want that green car. I want it now, you know, and it's just be able to do that real-time uh, manipulation of your manufacturing process. That's, that is a data analytics. That is a IoT. That is a technology solution, but that's where we're going. And it, it only benefits us from a, manu, uh, from a, a consumer perspective. It's, it's cool. This is cool. So what are you seeing as far as some of the main things that are keeping manufacturers up at night? I, I just think that the market, it's, it's too squiffy right now. I don't know what the answer is. You know, you see the news out there. Uh, is the demand up? Uh, have we seen uh, the impact to business, the economy? It's, it's just, you know, before the pandemic, you're, you're really honing in on that data and how you manufacture. And it's like, you get it, you're right. You're looking at it, you're seeing it. Pandemic hits and all things are just off the table. And, and that to me is probably one of the biggest challenges is how do I make my capital investment when I don't know what the market looks like? I don't even know where I'm going. I'm having a hard time sourcing this. I'm not getting paid because they're having a problem. And that's where that collaboration, it, it's a human, it's, it's, it's a human uh, solution. You're just going to have to collaborate with people. You're going to have to innovate and you're going to have to educate all the time. And you're going to have to make that commitment. So the biggest challenge is I don't know what the future looks like. I don't know what that means when everybody gets the, the vaccine. Does business go back to usual? I don't know. Right. It, it's in, and I, and if, if you come across somebody that does know, well, question them. Because I, I, it's like, I don't know. But you can have a conversation around, well, what do you do here? Well, we had that problem and we did it this way. Thank you very much. That's helpful. And, 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 and being about the other. We've got to be, we're all in this boat together. You've got to be about the other and helping them succeed. If they succeed, you succeed. Bottom line, that's all about industrial talk. That's all about what you do. You want people to succeed. And if they succeed, you succeed. It, that's, you know. We, we can sit there and piss and moan about the, 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 the uh, pandemic, but it really has opened up the opportunity to have meaningful conversations. And people have to take that vulnerable position to say, 
yeah, I don't have all the answers. I used to, but I have them now. <laughs> and, and that's a good thing to be. And, and uh, I like that. Yeah. And I know from just from knowing you, it's like one of your superpowers is the fact that you are a connector. So as far as, you know, just really helping manufacturers to network, to yeah. um, get together with each other, yeah. you know, what are some of the, the ways that you have found uh, to yeah. do that? If somebody's struggling with a question and, and looking for that right person, you know, making right. those introductions, how, how have you been so successful connecting? Uh, that's a great question. Outside of the fact that I've been doing this for about two and a half, three years, right? And I've uh, had a real fortunate opportunity to be able to interview, I think the class of 2020, industrial talk class of 2020 was uh, far greater than, let's say, 200 plus industry professionals, industry heroes, right? And so for me, I, I get the opportunity to interview and I do it intentionally to figure out what the challenges are. And then I think through, it's like, oh, I know who it is. You need to talk to Lisa. You need to talk to, here, here. And in and, and it, after the podcast, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, I do this quite frequently, is I'll just say, stay on the line, Zoom. And then I'll call the individual and I say, you need to do this right now, here. And I'll pull up my cell phone and I'll stick it on the mic and say, you two need to connect. And then I'll do it. And then I'll create it. And then I back away. Because again, if we're not about, the necessity to to collaborate we can't just hold our cards close to our chest we just can't we've got to be open it's got to be an open kimono type of uh of interaction and so i do that real time i will not and that's because i'll get distracted if i don't do it real time make that connection then i get distracted so real time you need to contact this person and I'll contact that person and I will get them on the phone. And I say that you got to contact them. And that's how it works. I can't, I can't help facilitate the next step, but I will be a pain in the ass. And I will always be it's like, Hey, did you contact them? Did you contact them? Uh, you you got to be that way. You got to follow up. You got to do it. Right. That, you and know? that human connection. Yeah. Mm. That's the one thing that I think that we, we really kind of took for granted and we're getting back to realizing how important that is. It, 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 it is. And I agree with you hundred percent. It is at the top of that heap. It's that collaboration and, 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 and being vulnerable and then always learning and educating. And I think education is always up there too. That's leadership, you know, and you're big into leadership. You're big into the, the strategy stuff, which is pretty damn cool. Um, uh -huh. I agree with that 100%. Well, as we are getting to the end of our time together, yeah. I, I'm sure this will be the, the first of several of these conversations. No one and done here, baby. No one and done. It's got to go. It's got to be a series of whatever this is. So what is the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah. Industrialtalk.com. Go out there, contact me. It hits my email. Uh, it, it's, it's the easiest way, industrialtalk.com. And uh, type in Lisa in the search thing and you'll find, we did a couple. Yeah, we did a couple. We did one while you were in find Cleveland. Her, uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. She's a spark plug. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, th Scott, thank you so much yeah, for being on the show. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network. See you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Manufacturers Network podcast. Do me a favor and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow this network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either send your buddies to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the Manufacturers Network podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow the network, the stronger and deeper the community will all have. Thanks again, and I appreciate you.